Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Tap Geeks Podcast. Uh, we've got a special beer, and we're going to talk about a special movie all the way back from 1986. What? Ferris Bueller's Day Off, accompanied by the beer from Evans Brewing Company, uh, Bueller's Day IPA. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Could you be expected to handle work with a fresh beer like this? Crack open a can and feel the tropical breeze blow across your face. Heavy doses of citra and mosaic draft across your nose. Aromas of sweet citrus, grapefruit, mango, and passion fruit. If you don't mind this beer fresh, Cameron might go berserk. (laughs) 65 IBUs, 6.5% alcohol by volume. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and drink a Bueller's Day IPA once in a while, you could miss it. Son of a bitch! (laughs) I like (laughs) it. Well written. Uh, That's on the back of the Bueller's Day IPA can from Evans Brewing Company. Uh, right nice, here on the can, nice. bre- uh, brewed and canned by Evans Brewing Company in Corona, California. Uh, definitely very Word? close to our our okay, home okay. base here. That's a cool car on the can. Yeah, like, it's like Hawaiian theme. It's got the the red hot rod well, look. The, the car is a big yeah. character in the movie. Okay, okay, okay. Before we go That's any fine. further, uh, I'm Kelly, and of course you remember Wes. Wes Iris. Yeah, and here this I is am. our good friend Aaron. How's it going? And uh, Aaron is actually one of our longtime friends and roommates who's going to be telling us a little bit more about uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off with me, well, whom both of us have seen the film. I'm yes. terrible. I've never seen the film. Yeah. Really. Wes has not. It's like a person that hasn't seen Star Wars. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> There's Star Wars references. I have not Star, seen Star Wars references are in well, the movie. Well, it's just like a person mm. that's never seen the movie before. I've never seen this. this is a, I heard this is a very big, important movie. Yep, I'd um, say so. Yeah, you know, I'd say yeah. so. It's it's one of those movies I, I feel everybody needs to okay, needs to yeah. see. Yeah, so I agree. So that's why I'm like, <laughs> I feel left out. So before we get into that too much, me. let's talk. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit more about this IPA. Let's find out a little bit more about this IPA here. Okay. Okay. All right. So right off the bat, uh, looks like we shook it up a little bit, showing it to the camera. So <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. okay. That's okay. But this looks uh, more. West Coast mm-hmm. than anything. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Pour me up, sir. Yes. Now, fun fact, uh, Wes and I love the IPAs. Thank you. Aaron, on the other hand, is not a big fan of the IPAs. Sorry. Which is fine. That's okay. No, um, no, no, It allows me to exercise something that I've always said, is that uh, beer is very much like music. It's an opinionated thing. Not everybody's into exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, but but we agree. thank you for giving this a try. Of course. I'm always down. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to point that out because uh, I, I just... I think it's important for people to know your point of view uh, jumping into this, that uh, it's not always your bag. Uh, and, and I also like to point out that uh, if IPA is not your thing, um, don't just swear off of it. Uh, because uh, as long as we've known each other, IPA has not been your thing, and I've never given you a hard time for it. And anytime I offer you one, you always want to try it uh, just, just to see, knowing that you're probably going to think it's dog shit. 
<laughs> just putting it lightly. Yeah. <laughs> but you're always just like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Then you'll trace it and be like, ah, I still fucking hate IPAs. Uh, yeah. But in the last year, I would say that there have been some that have stood out for you lately. Yeah. Especially the hazies, honestly. Oh, the nice. hazy, you know? Okay. More approachable. Mm-hmm. Yes, very. And summer, uh, California weather, of course. It's perfect. California Every time. weather, some juicy, juicy hops. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. Mm. There's always a. Uh, a leeway in your head, like oh, I don't give up on it. I'll no, still try never it. Never have. Yeah, you know? it took eight years, but here That's I am. That's good. Bueller's Day. Well, guys, right off the bat, I agree with the sixty-five IBUs. Mm. Um, it's definitely a, a kind of like a a bit of an unfiltered West Coast style. Just just a bit, just a bit unfiltered. It kind of does have like a that that. Uh, I mean, maybe the intention was for the beer to be hazy. But it just didn't quite come out very hazy. It's got a nice golden color. I like it. A little bit. Just a little bit. But I would refer to this more as like something that's unfiltered. Mm. Uh, I gotcha. So I'm, not, I'm not sure what the intention was there. Is anybody getting some tropical fruit on the nose? 100%. I'm getting some mm-hmm. like uh, pineapple, a little bit of peaches, a little bit of nectar. Nah, I wouldn't say nectar. But My novice yeah. IPA palette. Still picking up a lot of hops. Still very floral to me. But yeah, I am no. getting more fruit, especially because it's more mild. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. I agree. There's, there's 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 quite a bit of there's quite a bit of hops in here. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm getting some of that citrusiness, but there's something in the back end that I can't put my finger on. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I smell it too. But there's something like kind of like astringent, or kind of like a little bit of like a chemical smell, or Metallic something like that. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Hmm. Could be the can, but huh? I I kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's not too bad on the back end of the the palate, but it's there on the nose, big time. Yeah. So that that I think Hmm. um, it's good. It's It's, it's good. It's definitely tropical. Yeah, no, it's tropical IPA. It's totally drinkable. I mean, I, I I would recommend. I mean, if you find this locally, give it a give it a crack. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Why not? Yeah. If you, but but I think that this leans on the West Coast side of things. Yeah. Rather yeah. than the hazy side of things. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, definitely a lot more bitter than you would expect from like a hazy IPA. I would definitely want to split it with you guys, like I am now. <laughs> but there's sometimes like I just want to break from the hazies. It's just I want to do a West Coast. I want to mm-hmm. do different, something with a little more bite. Yeah. I just want to do something different. Sometimes I just don't want to do. Uh, an orange juice all the time. with alcohol, a mimosa. <laughs> but like, definitely if. I like beer most. Even if I didn't mm-hmm. see the movie or saw the movie, if I saw that, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. Yeah, like, I do like the label. I'm like, man, I want to do some popcorn. That'd make me want to watch the movie right now. You know, like, if it was something like Kill Bill or whatever the heck, mm-hmm. you know, like, it make me want to watch it. Oh, you know? you'll, you'll get there. We'll make you. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, yes. Well, when I saw this can, I immediately knew that we were going to be doing a Ferris Bueller's Day Off podcast. There was no way around it. Um, you just have to, um, anything movie related. I mean, we're here. And if you have a movie related beer that you would like to send us or tell us about, um, please, uh, message us, uh, it's tapgeeks at gmail.com. Uh, send it all to us. Uh, we're at tapgeeks on Instagram. Uh, send it our way, uh, because we love stuff like this. Um, I love, uh, just great branding. The, uh, granted, I'm not saying that all the beers are great that come out of cans like this. It's not always the case. Uh, which I find also interesting. It's nice when you find something 
excuse me, that's as drinkable as this. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you find yourself with a drain pour, and it's just an interesting study in branding. Um, so this is uh, pretty cool, and it gives us a chance to talk about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, one of the most iconic films of all time, one of the biggest uh, teen blockbuster movies ever made, okay. uh, and of course uh, the, the, the famous and uh, influential uh, John Hughes uh, uh, created this movie as well. Um, released a, released on June 11th, 1986, uh, Ferris Bueller would go on to be referenced in all kinds of popular culture forever. So much so that right when I started reading the back of the can, uh, I mean, you already knew that I was talking about, you know, Ben Stein uh, in the classroom oh, calling yeah. on Bueller. So before we get too much into the movie uh let's take a trip down memory lane to 1986 not that any of us were alive (laughs) (laughs) barely but it's (laughs) it's uh it's fun to take a look at the year that some of these movies come out because you know we we, you know we watch these movies and you're like oh wow that's 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 old you know sure uh sometimes you can immerse yourself in the movie and just forget what year it is totally Mm -hmm. some things will kind of take you out of that sometimes though like the presence of cell phones or the lack of cell phones or like a phone booth or things that don't exist today sure but they are still just as entertaining and before we you know kind of talk a little bit more about some of the fun facts of the movie and a little bit behind the scenes it's nice to kind of take a trip back in time to the year 1986 and what that was like. Uh, I always find it interesting to go into the cost of living in 1986. Uh, How much things cost in uh, 1986? The yearly inflation rate in the USA was 1.91%. Let's see here. Interest rates uh, at the year-end Federal Reserve were 7.50, but hey, that all sounds boring. Let's get into something uh, a little bit more interesting. Average cost of a new house. $89,430. $89,430. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sorry, $89,430, yeah. Wow. The median price of an existing home was $80,300. Average income per year was $22,400. Average Jeez. income. Jeez. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> Average price wow. for a new car, wow. $9,255. Jeez. That's about the price of a motorcycle today. Yeah. yeah. Or a very sure. worn used car. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a gallon of gas. Any ta- any bets? Any takers? Ooh, mm. Below a dollar? Definitely below a dollar. Okay. 89 cents? Shut the fuck up. It was know. 89 cents. Wow. Okay. <laughs> nice. I guess. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's fucking great. Nice guess, dude. Nice guess. He didn't see these notes, I promise. No, I, oh. I didn't. <laughs> that's good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do, do, do. Then we got some UK pricing here. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, a few more examples. Uh, by the way, this is all on uh, thepeoplehistory.com. Really, really awesome website. That's where we get all this stuff. Awesome. Uh, let's see here. A uh, gallon of gas. Where were we at? Inflation rate. Uh, Casio portable ca- uh, color television was 249.99. Uh, Tandy 600 portable computer was uh, 1599 A jar of Skippy peanut butter was $1.49. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Bacon by the pound. Jeez. Oh, here yeah. we go. Drum roll. <laughs> 175 Jeez. 175 
And the Dang. Ford Mustang. Ooh, this one's fun. $7,452. For a Mustang. For Woo! a Mustang. What about a bunch of them? Wow, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. That's uh, gnarly. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, actually, 1986. Uh, wow. Uh, Soviet nuclear reactor at uh, Chernobyl explodes. So the Chernobyl incident oh, happened that year. 86. Yeah, wow. 1986. Wow, that's a huge disaster. Holy shit, speaking of uh, uh, disasters, uh, Space Shuttle Challenger. The Space Shuttle Challenger disintegrates 73 seconds after launching, killing seven astronauts on board. Wow. This year. Yeah, this year was really bad. It's crazy. Uh, Good news. uh, The Oprah Winfrey Show debuts nationally. (laughs) (laughs) On the light side of things, we got Oprah. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Uh, let's see here. Halley's Comet uh, reaches the closest point to Earth during its second visit to the solar system in the 20th century. Hmm. That's fun. The Let's see. The Hands Across America mm-hmm. charity event is held. Okay. Wow, very cool. Very cool. Uh, let's see. The Phantom of the Opera, the stage musical Phantom of the Opera, debuts in the London's West End. Oh, my. Wow. Well, that's a huge one, too. Another big production. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, ooh, the first Studio Ghibli film. Oh. Yeah. Which uh, one was that? I mean, I'm familiar with them. But. Uh, Laputa. Mm. Castle yeah. in the Sky. Mm. Okay. August 1986, just after Ferris Bueller. Wow. Wow. Mm. That's really cool. <laughs> wow. Putting anime on the map in the U.S. The Mir Space Station. The Soviet Union launches the Mir Space Station. It's a huge year. Virgin Challenger 2, Richard, Bran- uh, sorry, Richard Branson of the 72-foot powerboat mm-hmm. Virgin Challenger 2 breaks the world record for the fastest crossing of the Atlantic. Mad wow. Cow Disease starts. Mm-hmm. Wow. The first case of bovine uh, spongiform. <laughs> <laughs> However you say that. Wow, yeah. God, that's terrible. Sounds though. right. Spongy, spongy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wish you could see this. Uh, maybe in the video, I'll link it. Um, but uh, 1980, I'll, I'll link this in the in the in the description for. The, but if you scroll down, 1986, uh, men's and women's fashion clothes. Hmm. Interesting, for sure. Oh wow, we got a Patrick Bateman here. Uh, <laughs> it looks just like him. <laughs> oh wow, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Toys from the year 1986. This is great. Uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm. Omnibot oh, yeah. 2000, uh, Mr. Buddy and Kid's Sister, of which I think uh, Chucky is based on. Oh. Uh, That's about right. <laughs> Chuck Norris action figures, $12.99. Ooh, here's a fun one. How much do you think the Nintendo Entertainment System went for in 1986? Uh, I know it was still pretty pricey. Mm, 300 Wes, any takers? Uh, sixty-five ninety-five. Sixty-five ninety-five. Guessing. Uh... You're closer. It was eighty-nine ninety-nine. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was way off. Yeah. Uh, I I was I'm super surprised too. If I if I had taken a guess, I think I would have guessed the same. Because uh, that's just. But that was expensive they, it, back in the day, dude. Oh, ninety dollars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. Probably with inflation, it's probably be closer to a couple hundred. Well, let's find out, actually. So if we look up how much, uh, 89, so let's see, $90 in uh, 1986. 
86 mm-hmm. right so $90.86 is uh, equal to $211.60 okay. in 2020 that was $89 off okay. yeah but not bad mm. yeah so so for the rate of inflation that's about what a system that's what about what a Nintendo system goes for today yeah the Switch mm-hmm. not, not too yeah, far off high, yeah. not yeah. too far okay. off very cool all right, well, I got another one pulled up from uh, Mental Floss, uh, 15 fun facts about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, typically, we like to write our own notes, but we're a little on the, uh, on the fly here this evening, so uh, kind of jamming in a couple episodes in the same day. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> this guy? Mm. Oh, good, man. Let's hear it, man. I want these cliff notes. <laughs> All right, well, it. actually, should we talk about the movie first before that? No, so what I want to mm. know, let's see... Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, let's see. In 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 so many words, Wes, what what do you think? Fair from a from the perspective of not ever seeing it before, just seeing clips and imagery and references in other movies, of which I'm sure you've seen a bunch. Um, what is it that you think uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off? is about okay i've never seen a trailer there, there's there's no wrong just, answer just the word just you saying the word to me ferris bueller's day off it means okay in my head it means like okay he's like a 18 year old college kid or a graduate or whatever okay. he his parents go out of town this mm-hmm. is just me in my head okay his parents there's, went out of no town wrong answer you're on a good track he's he's a college student or high school graduate or whatever he's gonna have a party and it's gonna go crazy and i think he has parents that are rich and his dad has a nice car Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he's gonna show that off and he's trying to impress a girl and he's gonna bring a party and it's gonna bring thousands of people at that time in the 80s and he's gonna have a party and something's gonna go wrong that's all i can say Hmm. that's it that's it you're you're on a good track you're on a really good it's not track. Too far off. That's I a mean. that's a that's a great <laughs> plot summary for an '80s teen film. That, se- mm-hmm. that seems right. Mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, okay, I, I need a day off. Like, okay, I think it's high school or college. I don't know the genre of if he's in college or high school. Okay, my parents are going out of town. I'm gonna have a big party. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't know, but whatever. You're not wrong. Okay, you're not okay. wrong. I'm well, just guessing. You know, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, you're you're on the right track, and I think that your 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 plot summary is a bit more accurate to Risky Business with Tom Cruise. That's, that's more. Of, that's what I was thinking. More, more, <laughs> it's more about a house party. Well, okay. it's it's more about his relationship with a hooker, but it's it's also about a house party in the end. Was, where but he makes isn't a lot that of money. the same year? Wasn't that in the eighties too? But it, I, it was I in want, the eighties. I don't want to relate. I don't oh, know the exact the year, but movie, it's definitely pre nineteen. Yeah. I want to say a risky business. I, know, I don't know if that was eighty seven or eighty six or. Eighty. Uh, let me I, let me put a guess on it. Eighty three. Let me just guess. August fifth, nineteen eighty three. Fuck okay. yeah! <laughs> but all right. Like I said, I I've those. never seen the film. Right. I'm guessing. I don't know. That's not. But bad, when though. you say Ferris Bueller's Day mm-hmm. Off, I, I feel like it's a college you, you, kids. You don't day have to defend off. yourself. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, don't have good. to defend you're yourself good. at all. Yeah. Honestly, you've never for, seen the movie. Yeah. For not knowing anything, that's not bad. And that's super valuable now information. I can't wait to see it. I'm gonna go home and watch this <laughs> and get two hours. I think of you sleep. should. Yeah. Yep. I think you should. So. Uh, the IMDb plot okay. summary okay. is uh, 
One fake sick day uh-huh. sends high school senior Ferris Bueller, okay. his girlfriend Sloane, and his best friend Cameron on the adventure of their young lives okay. as they ditch school and take off on a <laughs> on, on, on a journey through uh, Chicago as they okay, stay okay. one step ahead of their principal and Ferris's sister. So. Oh, the, I get it now. The, the movie is about this guy who wants to take the day off, and he's used up all of his sick days, but he uses a really creative way to get away and jam the system and somehow still sister? take a day off. Uh, and and so he gets into the computer system, and he okay, changes okay, yeah. he changes uh, uh, his tardies in the computer, and the the and the vice principal like, or the principal of the school is on to him. He's like, "Fuck this guy! He's he's fucking the system. He's beyond. He's taking too many Expelled. too many days off, and yeah. he wants to nail him, but he can't get the proof." Okay. And the okay. whole movie is how he takes the day off from school, has a wonderful day with his girlfriend and his best friend, and how they get away with it. Nice. Okay. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. Nice. But they got two things working against him. Ferris's bitter older sister. She's, or, or well, I guess she's about the same age actually, because she's also a senior in high school. Yeah. So Ferris's bitter sister, and the vice principal, and then they almost run into the parents a couple of times. And everything that happens in between there is kind of uh, a little bit about them rebelling against the system, and also a little bit about them like finding themselves, and which I think is true of like a lot of like teen Hughes films. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but it's it's done well. It's cast well, and uh, and through that I think we'll find some other casting choices here in uh, Mental Floss's Fifteen Fun Facts here, uh, posted uh, by Roger Cormier on uh, June eleventh, twenty seventeen. Let's see here. Uh, Number one, Anthony Michael Hall believes that John Hughes wanted him to play Ferris. Anthony Michael Hall told Vanity Fair that his relationship with the director ended rather abruptly after uh, following their work with uh, together on Weird Science, and after Hall had begun working with other directors. Uh, but he believed that Hughes wrote the roles of Ducky in Pretty mm. in Pink and okay. Ferris Bueller for him. For mm. his part, Hughes said that Broderick was the actor he had in mind when he was writing the screenplay. Wow. Casting directors Janet Hersheson and Jane Jenkins only seriously considered uh, one other actor for the part, and that was John Cusack. Wow. Mm. That's kind of... Uh, I don't know if I could see it. <laughs> I mean, then again, I mean, like, I'm not from the year 1986, and I'm coming at this from the perspective of having already seen Bueller's Day Off. That's so, true. I mean, a little bias. I, I see. Can't I, help I, it, I can't not be biased. But mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, could John Cusack have done it? Sure, I think so. I could see Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Do, wouldn't, wouldn't you think he would have been a good part? Kind of Mike- like Back to the Future. It's the same year that he did Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox was I, too busy at the time. But I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> Teen Wolf. Was I've seen Teen year. Wolf. I've yeah. seen all those other movies. But sure. I don't know. Yeah. But like you're saying, who would have been a good role? Yeah, I don't know. Anyone that looks young, really. You know what, though? They're going like, to have to be high school. Michael J. Fox, I don't know if he had the charisma uh-huh, for gotcha. the, the Bueller role. Right? I mean, like, yeah, he plays like a kind of a cool guy, but he's also kind of like a behind the scenes cool guy. Whereas, like, uh, like, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, he strikes you as a guy that can play the guitar in a band, but maybe he's not the front man, you know? But, uh, Bueller, I mean, like, after his performance in the, in like the, 
the, the, that that crazy like parade that they're in and all that shit. I almost mean, like, like some tru- of the stunts he pulls off. You almost mm-hmm. want like a troublemaker character, right? and he's yeah. a bit more okay. of a troublemaker. Whereas okay. like McFly is kind of a straight shooter. Yeah, I'm trying I to figure that in my mm-hmm. head. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, let's see. Number two, Emilio Estevez turned down the role of Cameron. Instead, it went to Alan Ruck, who turned 30 years old shortly after the film's release. Yet he was playing an 18-year-old guy in high school. Nothing's changed. Yeah. Still Nothing Hollywood. has Alan changed. Alan Ruck. Wow. My, my favorite, the guy from Speed. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, which is maybe his other biggest film. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know many other things that he's been in. I know he's done a handful of things, but obviously that was his biggest, Bueller, and then Speed was huge. Huh. But he wasn't exactly a main character in Speed. He was part of an ensemble cast, so interesting. Matthew Broderick and Alan Ruck were friends before shooting. Ruck's agents convinced wow. producers to let the older actor audition when they pointed out that Ruck and Broderick played two characters who were the same age while performing uh, Biloxi Blues on Broadway. Uh, 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 Broderick doing a lot of uh, theater and Broadway actually and, and, and did a lot of it after this too in fact uh, in the early 90s he kind of just stopped doing film for the most part and just kind of mm. went like all theater right. um, gotcha, I think gotcha. a lot of that is due to just like you know how, how the, the Bueller role affected him oh yeah uh, in later years I mean when you play a role like that I guess that's understandable isn't there a term yeah. like where actors they play an iconic role and then that's all anybody sees them as and they can't get other roles? True. There's a term for that, but I sure he probably ran into that wall. They're gonna call. They're gonna start calling it the Tony Stark. Um, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think. No, I think. I think Downey Jr. will get off easy, but right now is tough. Mm-hmm. Right now is tough. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but 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 you know what? Whether whether it's something that sticks with Robert Downey forever or whether it's something he successfully gets away from, I think they can probably start calling that the Tony Stark <laughs> effectively. So. Uh, but uh, Bloxy Blues on Broadway, Broderick about six years younger than Ruck. Uh, so six years younger. Uh, so what? He's 23. he's twenty three, twenty four, right? <laughs> Playing the the role of a seventeen, eighteen year old kid. Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar. The two even shared a trailer on the set of Ferris Bueller. Broderick's trailer was much bigger than Ruck's, so wow. Ruck just moved into the star's place. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Might as well. It seems accurate of their characters. <laughs> well, actually, in this case, uh, yeah. Cameron was of the more fortunate side, right? Like, his dad was rich and had the nice car. Yeah. And he moved it. So, okay. Interesting. Mm, okay. Seems right. Ruck's impersonation of Sloane's <laughs> father was designed to make Broderick crack. So the the, the phone call where uh, uh, Alan Ruck is calling the principal and he's pretending to be Sloane's yes. father. Fucking uh, Rooney! <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Rooney! Rooney! That's supposed to make him uh, laugh. Okay, I can see that. Ruck was doing Broderick's impression of their Biloxi Blues director, Gene Sachs who would at times uh, get flabbergasted. As soon as Sax would walk away, Broderick would do an impression of Sax rants. And I guess that's what uh, he was impersonating. So ah, that's kind of fun. Number five, Molly Ringwald wanted to play Sloane. Hughes allegedly told Molly Ringwald that the part wasn't big enough for her. Uh, Hughes wanted an older actress to play Ferris's girlfriend and was surprised to discover that Mia Sarah was only 18 years old. The only person the right age for their character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. 
Number six, Love Was in the Air. Matthew Broderick and Jennifer Grey, who played Jeannie, Ferris's sister, this is where things get weird, got engaged just before the movie's oh, release. Oh, shit. Cindy wow. Pickett and Lindman Ward, who uh, played Ferris's parents, met on the set of the movie and eventually got married and had two children. That's hilarious. Jeez. What? Ferris's parents are still Ferris's parents? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, that's a trip, dude. If they're still alive, that's when, fantastic. When does that happen? Never. Cast as parents of the son. Decide. Uh, you think they ever took that to the bedroom? Mm. No. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, <laughs> that's gnarly, dude. Absolutely fantastic. Ben Stein, number seven. Ben Stein was initially supposed to do the, his lecture off camera. The student extras laughed so hard that Hughes decided to put Ben Stein in the front of the camera for a speech. Uh, on supply side economics. Stein himself <laughs> picked the topic after Hughes asked him to speak about something he knew a lot about. Before he became familiar, uh, b- became a familiar uh, movie and television presence, Stein, who is also uh-huh. a lawyer, uh, mm. was a speechwriter for Presidents Nixon and Ford. Oh, really? And he's one of his line in that movie is one of the most iconic things ever. And he was supposed to be off camera, like voice acting and. Here we are now. I'm glad they made the choice they did. That that background oh. is absolutely crazy. He had a, a brief stint on a television show that was his own television. It was a game show. It was Win Ben Stein's Money. Did you guys ever see that? Oh, I remember seeing heard it. Of it. Yeah. 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 So that's a true thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I guess he did. Uh, that came from that movie? You know, like, win the producer of this show's money. Win yeah. Ben Stein's Money. Okay. Uh, Eight. Nice. Robert Smith of The Cure wrote a song uh, for the art museum scene that was never used. Ooh. Wow. Yikes. After a disagreement between John Hughes and the music supervisor, David Anderley, Anderley was taken off the project and Smith's instrumental number went with him. Mm. I wonder if we can somehow find that song and if it was ever released in a different way. Hmm. Interesting. The internet has a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Look that up later. Uh, Hughes also man number nine. Hughes also managed to annoy Paul McCartney. The ex-Beatle uh, complained that the version of "Twist and Shout" in the movie had too much brass in it. Huh? Wow. It's a parade. Yeah. It fits with the scene. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there's a parade happening. So so they they use they use the song "Twist and Shout" during the parade, and it's like a lip sync thing. But like, but there's 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 a marching band there. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. Okay, so they incorporate the sound. I got you. It. it just makes sense. I, you know what's funny? I like that version of Twist and Shout. Yeah, it's a good version of Twist and Shout, and it's actually the one that I I think I grew up with that version before I I I, I knew Even this movie original, before I huh? dove into the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Jeez. I wonder. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. That guy has so much money agree. and he can't handle the <laughs> melody <little> of <laughs> the, ah. The brass hurts my ears. Of damn money it, the brass. Both your drums. <laughs> ah. Number 10. <laughs> Broderick couldn't do most of the choreography he was taught for the parade scene. Oh, shit. Okay. Broderick hurt his... Oh, because he hurt his knee. Mm, Broderick okay. hurt his knee earlier running through the neighbor's backyards. Oh, so they shot that scene before this scene. Oh, okay. Uh, the random shot of the construction worker dancing in the film was an actual construction worker caught by one of Hughes' cameras dancing along to the fun. That's cool. That's fucking awesome. That's awesome. Very, very pure fun awesome jennifer gray uh didn't want to miss out on the action even though Jeannie wasn't in the scene so she showed up disguised as an autograph hound with a bouffant wig 
Oh, I'm going to look that. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, I got to see that scene again. Uh, Number 11. Uh, There's a reason behind Cameron's Detroit Red Wings jersey. Okay. Uh, For the first 12 years of his life, John Hughes lived in uh, Gross Point, if I'm saying that correctly, in Michigan, and loved the local hockey team, which uh, is why Cameron wears the Detroit gear in his Chicago movie. Hmm. Uh, Charlie Sheen really got into character, number 12. Uh, he stayed awake for more than two days to achieve his police station look. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Charlie Sheen plays a guy that Ferris's sister meets in a police station. And, okay, uh, okay. and, and yeah, he definitely <laughs> looks like he's been up for two days yes, or like he's been very, on a Coke binge yeah. for <laughs> probably both. Yeah. Probably both. Yeah. It might've been both actually. Yeah. When, they didn't say how he stayed up for two days. Exactly. But knowing his past, mm-hmm. he's very pale, looks greasy, 100%. and his eyes are super shot. He like, looks he just, clammy. Oh, clammy. That's clammy. a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah. So and he's very labored when he talks. So mm, very, very. Gotcha. Gotcha. Everything lines up. <laughs> Sounds like Charlie Sheen to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number 13, the Ferrari wasn't real. Uh, though it was a Ferrari uh, that Ferris and his friends borrowed from Cameron's dad, uh, they weren't <laughs> cruising around in the real thing. Uh, three replicas of a Ferrari 2250 GT California Spider, manufactured by uh, Modena, if I'm saying that correctly, were used instead. Uh, replica, replica or not, one of them was sold for uh, 253, sorry, 235,000 in 2013. So one of them went for two thirty five thousand in twenty thirteen. Wow, because I can't talk. <laughs> uh, we're almost there. Number fourteen. Uh, the Cubs game that Ferris attends, and one a, uh, and the one on the TV at the pizza place were different games. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, that I buy that. I can buy that. Yeah. Unless uh, they were, I don't know. Let's see. Broderick, Ruck, and Sarah attended the September 24th, 1985 game between the Montreal Expos and the Cubs. The game being broadcast in the pizza place where Rooney catches a glimpse of the teams was the June 5th, 1985 uh, Braves-Cubs afternoon matchup. Hmm. The Braves and Expos were, uh, wore similar-looking road jerseys that season. Uh, in this review of the film, Gene Siskel complained that the real Chicago kids prefer to sit on the bleachers. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Number 15, an early screening of the film was disastrous. Broderick, Ruck, and Sarah saw the movie a few months before it was scheduled to premiere and didn't laugh once. What? They left thinking they had made a bad movie. Paramount executives were similarly unimpressed and concerned when they saw an early cut. Hughes and the editor Paul Hirsch then spent two weeks cutting and pasting it into the movie we know and love today. So it just goes to show that no matter how wonderful your idea is, uh, if you're it's not... It's not going to please the actors. Yeah, if, well, no, if, wow. if, if you don't edit it well, it could not work. That's true. Yeah, Jeez. it's all about the timing. Ooh. Wow. All about the timing. Interesting stuff. Uh, I mean... Wes, are you excited to see this movie now? Dude, I want to watch it when I get home. I want to get... <laughs> nice. Good. Booted up. It's not that long. Is it an hour and a half? No, it's not. I want to say it's maybe about an hour and a half tops. Yeah, so yeah. you're good. It's not like movies nowadays where they no. have to be three hours. No. Fun movie. Yeah. Fun movie. But I'm, I'm excited. I'm more excited because I love hearing everything he said. And I'm excited. Yeah. I think I think you'll love it. Um, like we were talking about earlier, I think... Uh, I think 
Because it's crazy. I've seen Breakfast Club. I've seen Sixteen Candles. You know, and they're all in that same kind of. I'm excited to see this. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I think you'll like it. You'll come back quoting it next time we see you. I swear. Well, can cool idea, good beer. Mm -hmm. You know, I do like the the title he wrote. I mean, the can makes sense, right? It's got the vacation palm fronds on it. He's taking his day off. He's relaxing. That whole thing makes more sense now, right? The can. Oh yeah. Stick. I get it. Tropical IPA too. Mm-hmm. That 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 falls in line with it as well. Mm-hmm. So I recommend finding this can just for fun. Um, Evans Brewing, thank you. This is super cool. It's given us a chance to take a, a trip down memory lane with Ferris Bueller's Day Off and a trip in a time machine back to the year 1986, where it was a simpler time, hmm. uh, a better time, and a dark time. time. And cheaper, uh, very dark. Yeah, a lot of terrible shit happened too. Maybe there are no simple times. Maybe it's just no, a different time, right? right? Yeah. What a mind fuck. Let's have another beer. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, Wes, thank yes, you for sir. joining me. You're welcome thank you for having me. Thank pleasure. you for joining us on uh, YouTube as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get podcasts. Definitely share with your friends. Uh, it's all at tapgeeks forward slash tapgeeks. And uh, www.tapgeeks.tv if you're looking for a way to find these videos fast if you're just listening to us in the car right now. Uh, Don't drive like you're uh, borrowing a stolen Ferrari from a parking garage. And get home safely. Don't drink and drive. And we'll catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers, guys.